Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. I get to share with you a very special person, one of my Colorado clients. I live in Colorado, too, just in case you missed that part. Aaron O'Leary. Now, Aaron is an IT director for a pharmacy and drug discovery company. She lives in Colorado. She's got some kiddos. And I think probably my biggest memory of us working together was how loudly I'd laugh. There was two or three times that my husband was like, can you not laugh so, so loud? during session and I'm like, well, we get going. So hi, Erin. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Nicole. Nice to be here. Thank you. Now, is there anything that I missed or that you wanted to add? No, I guess I would just clarify. I consider the company I work for a small pharmaceutical and drug discovery company. I think you said pharmacy. So we don't work directly with any pharmacies. Um, We have discovered some small molecules for kidney and liver um, and thyroid cancer over the years. Oh, thank you. That is really cool. My sister is, as we're recording is upstairs and she is wrapping up her pharmacy degree. And I think that's where it slipped in. Yeah. Okay. Well, very exciting. Thank you for the correction. I appreciate it. So I know a good bit about you, but I'm so excited to hear about the brave story you are going to share with all of our listeners. Okay. Well, you know, I came to you, uh, I guess it was probably nine months ago or so because I was so completely overwhelmed at work. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you'd like to tell me that I used to have nine jobs. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was like, so what is your role? And you would tell me, I'd be like, okay, that's one. Wait, what that and that? And at some point I got my massive whiteboard out. I have a double-sized, double-sided whiteboard for everybody who hasn't seen um, videos yet and started writing it out. And I was like, wait, but that's, that's, that that's nine. That's nine jobs. <laughs> <laughs> of course you're overwhelmed. That's amazing. And I mean, to be fair, it's a high growth company too, right? So. Yeah. And we were growing, you know. Uh, in terms of number of employees, just everything was changing very rapidly. And I had gone to my boss and was like, okay, you know, I've been in this role for a couple of years. I want a promotion to, you know, what do I have to do? And he came back with this kind of like, oh, you you just have to wait answer. And that that was like the thing that pushed me over the edge. And I was like, I got to do something about this. So, you know, somehow I had heard about you and I was like, I'm going to reach out and talk to a couple of different coaches and we had our little consult and, you know, that turned into, to, to coaching. And even though I think I approached you with this, like, I want a promotion. I need to learn how to manage my people, but I was also having some really stressful interactions with some of my direct reports. And so I was like, I need to learn how to manage people better. I need to do all this. And, you know, my original goal was, okay, I need to be a senior director and let's get this done. Um, but I think in the working with you, it, it it really, I let that sort of societal pressure of like, you always have to go for the next position to like fade into the background. And towards the end of it, you know, I, I'm leaning towards a different phase now and wanting to step back from work for a while 
you know, whether people want to call that retirement or just a break or a sabbatical or whatever. Um, and so now I spend more of my my mental anxiety counting down, or, you know, when I work, when I'm not happy at work, I have this little counter and I count down the months that I have left. Um, yeah, so that's my, that's my newer goal is to sort of disengage from the high stress. And I travel for work too. So, yeah. you know, high stress, high travel. Yeah. Time for a new phase, maybe. Yeah. Or just a slightly different phase too, right? Because you just listed out retirement, sabbatical, step back, like maybe a different shift, but also being kind to yourself as you're doing an amazing job, right? So like I know from our work together, you get incredibly positive feedback. So it's not like, it's not working. It's like, oh, I I was carrying this huge, and now I'm telling my story. <laughs> it's carrying this huge pressure to get to that next level and that next level and that next level. But actually, I didn't want to be doing that work. And I didn't want to constantly be on the road. I wanted to be doing things that mattered, that made a difference, and that shifted things. And I still remember the moment when you just considered, well, maybe it's not about that next thing. Maybe it's about making where I am right now less stressful and more interesting. And it was like, I mean, you and I, we are gorgeous human beings, but it was like (laughs) 20 pounds of just pressure just melted off of your face and your shoulders. It was like, wait, oh, I don't have to conform to this, 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 I can actually like be in more balance. Yeah. And, and, you know, there was a a few different things all sort of happened at the same time. I mean, I had my previous boss, he was awesome. You know, one of the things that was so great about him was that, that he believed in me so thoroughly. I mean, that was part of his like overwhelming me with stuff to do because he just thought I could do it all. Right. I can give it to her. She'll do it. She'll do it well. But it coincided with the timing of when I hired you that there was a huge change at my work where that VP got replaced pretty Mm -hmm. abruptly and surprisingly. And so I had to, that was a big mental shift or a professional shift for me. It meant a lot of changes in the workplace. And it was a lot for me to work through with you. Yeah. Yes. I remember. Yeah. It's, it's a wild, yeah, it's so much. And I don't know it, how I would have gotten through the last, like the, those six months without you. So oh, it thank was, you. you know, it's not my style at all to like ask for help. I mean, I think that's how I got to this, like super stressed out overworked place to begin with, yeah. but those, the, the change and the, everything that was happening during those six months, I, I don't know who knows what would have happened if I didn't have my weekly talking circles with Nicole talking circles. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, so I agree with your former lead. You can do anything and you can do everything and your life story. And the fact that you were doing so many different roles and you had this um, team that was growing, it was shrinking. It was great. It was doing this. It was doing that. And that all the, like you would have, you would have gotten through the six months. It just would have been a lot more stressful and a lot more confusing, I think, 
because you, you said talking in circles, but actually like you are so, you're so clear and you're so driven. It's just, you know, I think you also know you can do anything. And so when an idea pops up, you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. And oh, oh yeah, I can do that. And I can do that because you can, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I think now, you know, the idea that's popping up and that I'm trying to pursue is the, you know, how do I step back from this fully stressful and engaging professional career and maybe go into more of a, a, a time period of life where it's, it's not professionally focused. It's maybe person, you know, what are the, what are some of the personal things that I want to do for a little yeah. while and, and focus on that. And, and it coincides a little bit with my kids are almost grown, right? They're one of yes. them finished high school. The other one's almost finished high school. And so I'm like, Ooh, you know, let's go do some errand stuff for a while. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that was something that I, I'm not sure if you know this, but that's something that you really inspired me in. Cause you went to, you went to like a music festival, bluegrass, something you went up to a big hiking adventure, which sounded so cool. Where else did you go? Hawaii? I mean, yeah, you, you really were like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. What do I want to do with my free time? And then you were putting signs up in your yard that were super fun. And you were decorating your house at the same time. And no, not decorating. You were renovating your house at the same time. Like, oh yeah, we always, we, we yes. usually have like a tiling project. We had a tiling project going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like, what do you think? Cause we've talked a lot about the external things that led to this brave choice of evaluating, like, what is it that I want to do and how many things were going on outside of you at the same time at work and your kids are aging. What do you think that you did in response to all of these shifts that helped you navigate it and have less stress and, and quite frankly, to work less as well. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a mental shift of putting yourself or myself as a priority, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to get as a mom, as a wife, as an employee, it's really easy to get where you're like pleasing everybody else first. You're doing all that important stuff first. And the what's important for you is somewhere down, you know, in the fourth or fifth time slot there. Um, so around the same time that you and I started working together, um, I just went hog wild and hired all kinds of people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And focus time now. So I have to for the professional stuff. I hired a nutrition person and so I worked with her in like making the time to make sure I walk the dog around the block. I mean, and I think when I think about like the, the wellness habits that I have formed with her um, in this same time period. So, I mean, my diet's better. My exercise is better. I don't have nine jobs at work anymore. Maybe I have two or three now. And like, <laughs> so I, I do occasionally stop and just think like, oh, everything is simpler now. Everything is running a little bit smoother. Definitely more relaxed. I mean, I still, you know, there's the, you've, we've talked about this a little bit, you know, you don't get these places without having some of that professional academic drives and things like that. So sometimes it's really hard to turn it off. 
Yeah. (laughs) But now I have a different little, you know, script to run in my head. I've got sticky notes with Nicole-isms posted up on my monitor. And I just like (laughs) try and remind myself of those things if I, if I get sidetracked into taking something too seriously. Nicole-isms. I've never heard it, but I'm claiming it. (laughs) Nicole-isms. I, yeah. Someone recently, a coach friend of mine, recently asked me what I believe is one of the most powerful questions I've heard. How did the world turn your strength against you? And, you know, your, your desire to work hard and your ambition and your intelligence and your resiliency and how curious you are about the whole world. I mean, my goodness, how many, how many countries have you spent extended time in? I haven't counted, but it's at least a half a dozen or so. Yeah. And not like a week, y'all. Like, quit her job and went. It's like, (laughs) I am here and I am doing these things and then returned, right? And so those are strengths. But in this system, the never-ending do more, be more, buy more, system, it, it gets turned against us. And I'm putting myself purely in this bucket, 100%. Because I'm also ambitious. I love working hard. I love playing hard. I love doing a lot of things. I'm super curious. I love people. And in this society, nobody is ever going to tell us that's enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody. They're always, there's always going to be a part of the system clamoring for more, more parenting, more shopping, more whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know myself, my, my, you know, post-work adventures are not going to fall into the easy bucket. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm the kind of person that'll go, you know, um, hike the Pacific crest trail or ride the divide or do something. It'll, it'll be some big adventure, but, um, yeah. Which is you using your strength for you as opposed to the world turning it into something against you, right? Yeah. When you told me about those those areas that you guys used to climb at, and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun because my daughter loves climbing. Her word of the okay. year last year was climber. And so I was looking at it, I was like, what does this woman do for fun? <laughs> God bless her. I told my husband the other day, this is a little bit of a tangent, if that's okay to go on a tangent. Let's go. Um, so for our, I married, I married a rock climber and for years he, no vacation was worthy unless it involved climbing. So I did go on some of those international trips early on um, by myself because it didn't involve climbing. So he wouldn't come. But anyway, we climbed Mount Whitney, which is the highest peak in the lower 48 um, oh via a technical rock route for our honeymoon. So our 25th anniversary is coming up and we live right below um, Long's Peak. And so I told him, I said, oh, by the way, you know, this is what we're doing for our 25th anniversary. We're going to go climb this technical <laughs> route on Long's Peak. So start prepping now. You got, you know, a year and a half to get ready. Uh, he was a little take the back, but he's he's come around. He's, uh... <laughs> oh God, I'm claiming that as an Aaronism right there. That's an Aaronism. All right, let's go. The decision's made. Get ready. We're having fun. <laughs> Very cool. I mean, you must have had some incredible brave role models. Like people that you looked up to who like inspired you 
to be so fierce and determined. And if your husband isn't going to travel with you, you're still going to travel. I think my, I mean, my mom set the tone for that very early on. So when I was nine and we lived, we lived here in Colorado at the time, she took me and my sister and her best friend and her best friend was also a single mom. So there, um, the other mom's son was maybe a year or two older than me. He was 10 or 11. Um, put us all on a Volkswagen bus that they that was painted red. They added their own custom dolphins to the sides of it. <laughs> and we drove from Manitou to um, the, the tip of the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Um, and so they checked us out of school. You know, they, we had homework packets. We had to sit around and do our spelling and our math packets and stuff. But we took three or four months to go on this trip. And it was awesome. And, and, you know, I mean, that did set the tone for adventure travel at a young age. Um, And, you know, young women doing it on their own with their kids. Wow. How long did it take you to get down there and, and come back up generally? Like, do you? We were on the road for about three, three months or so. I know that like, we left in the middle of the school year and I know that we got back in time that like I had to do a little presentation to my third grade class on like, this is where <laughs> I've been, this is what I learned. <laughs> Here's some pictures of some runes and some, you know, different things. Um, yeah. So that set the tone, I think. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And um. Then my girlfriend and I, you know, a a year and a half or so after we graduated from college, we're like, okay, we're going to ride our bikes, you know, as far south as we can get. So we started in San Diego. We made it to Acapulco before she had to turn around and go back to work. But it was just like, okay, we're off on this adventure. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Bikes. What do you mean? What what kind of bike? I need, I need, is it motored? Does it have a motor? No, bicycle. Bicycle. A pedal? A pedal bike, and I still, I still own the bike. It's my around town bike. I just use it for running errands now. It so, took you to Alcapoco. Mm-hmm. That's so badass. Yeah, and that you know, it's a. Uh, I can tell. I can remember so many times on that trip where it, Mexico, especially Mexico, and in the early nineties has this culture of machismo. Right. And so you mm. always end up in towns and the guys always want to come talk to you. You're a couple of young 20 something gals. And they'd be like, what are you doing this alone? And we'd be like, we're not doing it alone. Erin, <laughs> how dare you count a woman as a full and complete. <laughs> but that was another very yeah. sort of air, you know, life-affirming and personality-affirming time of my young adulthood, I think, Yeah, being on that adventure. Um, you just said life-affirming, personality-affirming. Damn. That's a new definition of brave. What is brave? Making choices that are for you life-affirming and personality-affirming. I mean, I applaud you and your pedal bike. Go you. My <laughs> butt hurts thinking about it. Oh, wow. Oh, man. This has been such an amazing conversation. Is there anything that we missed that you want to add? I mean, I think 
I have had to sort of go around, you know, and I, I've made references to circular thinking and stuff. And I think that's because to me, I feel like I need this, this professional break for a little while, but I, I also need to let myself know that, Hey, maybe it's, it's not a permanent thing, right? Like I can take a break for a couple of years. I can go on another big bike adventure or whatever it is that I choose to do during that time. And then if I get re-inspired or reinvigorated to do something that's more of a traditional working role that I can focus on that again. Um, and then, and that's just been a challenge for me personally, I guess, to, to come to terms with that, to accept that, to, to <laughs> not think that if I walk away from work now, that it's this big permanent thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for adding that because I think a lot of us feel that way. That if we make a decision, that decision is forever. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I used to be able to make big decisions like that easier when I was younger. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you go through this phase of life where you have to be very responsible, or at least, you know, that's how I chose to approach those parenting years, right? Yeah. Like yeah. be responsible. own the houses, have the health insurance, you know, be that stable thing for your kids. Um, I mean, sometimes I go, oh my God, I never took my kids on any of those like big adventures that my mom took me on. Right. But um, hopefully we've had adventures in our Um, our own way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know the stories and I'm like, um, so I hear you that you were not in a, in a dolphin painted VW bug for three months. But your kids have definitely had adventures. Yeah. They, and, so, you know, it's different times and so. it's different health situations and it's different structure. Like yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids have had a lot of adventures. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. I, you know, part of it is just accepting being an older, mature person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I think what, during the time that we worked together, didn't I have my Aaron Fest for my 50th birthday? I think that you did. Yeah. Cause I, cause yeah, we I were think having, so. Yeah. I think, I think so. No, no, we didn't. It was the year before. So you, so maybe I just told you about you it. You told me a lot about it. Cause I, I was like, I should it. do something for 42. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, no, I'm not doing anything for 42. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's like, at least in our society, right? Like getting to these milestone birthdays, they come with some mental baggage sometimes, but um, Mm -hmm. I just turned it into a party and now I'm like, you know. But I wonder if that's also why the response of like, oh, you want a promotion? No, you have to wait. Why it was so clear and present for you that that wasn't going to be your option. Cause I know for me and my, my oldest client so far was in her early seventies. And I know for me, the older that I get, the less willing I am for anybody else to dictate my time, my yeah. time, my timeline, like your waiting is fine. You do you, but I'm headed right. to where I'm headed. And yeah, I think no. that that's one of the most beautiful things other than like not being dead the most beautiful things about being older. I agree. Like you get to a certain point where like you don't have to be as concerned about what other people think. 
or you set your own agenda and yeah, yeah, I like it. Yes. There was this, I can't remember how old I was, but I know the coach I was working with at the time and I was really struggling and he invited me to make a list of people I wanted to dislike me. I was like, no one, everyone has to love me. If the whole universe does not love me, I'm a horrible person. He's like, okay, let's do this another way. If someone was talking well about you, like, yeah, she's on our team. She's just like us. Who, who would that be where you would feel bad? Like, oh, I don't want to be like that. Right. And I think that's also one of the gifts of getting older is I don't have to dislike that person, but just not want to please them and jump through hoops and force myself to live. Cause I live in phases just like you. Right. I look back on my career and I'm like, there, there are times when, I mean, all I did was work. My now husband almost dumped my popo because he was like, nah, lady. And I think, I mean, I am sort of in a traditionally non-feminine area of professional, right? Like I'm in IT before that. I mean, I've always been in science or IT and um, I've never felt like I need people to like me. I I want them to respect me. And I focus on that more. Mm -hmm. And it it was very helpful when I was in charge of all the internal audit stuff. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Like I, you know, you can put pressure on people and just be like, this is the way it is. You do this stuff. And like, yeah. Brilliant audit. Oh my God. Chills up and down my body. I love all you auditors out there. I know I have at least three auditors who regularly listen to this podcast. I adore you. Thank you for being in the world and thank you for not being me so that I can go do my talkity talk stuff. All righty. Erin. Yeah. Her usual laughed so hard. Thank you so much for your generosity. It's one of the things that always comes up into mind for me is how incredibly generous you are with your thoughts and your vulnerability And you just showed up again this way. And thank you for surprising me with the dolphin painted van. I didn't know that that had happened. Oh, so can people connect with you on LinkedIn? Yep. LinkedIn is is fine. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Aaron O'Leary should probably find me. Um, And we will link to it in the show note as well. Yeah. Yeah, So. So definitely connect with Aaron. If you are in Colorado, you are a lucky person because we're both here. So until next week, thanks for listening and brave it up. Hey, before you go. If you find the brave concepts I share in this podcast useful and you want personal in-depth support to reach your brave goals, I invite you to apply for my six month one-on-one build your brave coaching package. I coach you and I teach you everything you need to know to get clear, get going and become your brave you. Imagine you and me together for six months building your bravery so that 
no matter your goal, no matter where you're starting, we celebrate your results. You will stress less, you will work less, and you will earn a lot more. Go to tricksteinbach.com and schedule your consultation. Till next week, brave it up.